0: This podcast was recorded in the iHeartRadio Lima Podcasting Center.
1: This is Sell More Floors. Sell More Floors.
2: Never lower your price. Always add value. And here's your host, Cameron Garver. Cameron Garver.
1: And so I think you guys might have inadvertently killed somebody. In the <laughs> Corey
2: Henson. Corey
1: Henson. I'm here to
3: have
4: a good time. And
2: Cody Toland. Cody Toland.
4: Buckeyes and Fudge. Easy Concrete Supply. Your one-stop shop for all things decorative concrete.
1: We make buying concrete supplies easy thank you guys for tuning in the podcast for episode seven understand that we've been out of the uh the shop here for a couple weeks so it's nice to be back finally uh took a little bit of a break about two weeks we uh, welcomed a new member to my family isaac sir isaac garver he's a pretty cool little baby likes to shit a lot um just like his old man so he's been a handful but it's been great uh how you guys doing long time no see
4: yeah, man, I missed you a lot.
1: You don't gotta lie to me. No. That's fine, man. You know
3: I, <laughs> I I agree. We all missed we all missed some cam. You you definitely liven up the uh atmosphere and occasional like I was like, Where's the occasional moan? I was gonna like,
1: say, yeah. Yeah, in the office we do have uh tendencies to do sexual moans. But it's not just me. I mean Taylor actually does a great job too. He might be the best at it. Oh dude, he <laughs> does. I'll walk I'll walk uh you know by and I'll be on the phone. I'll walk by his office and he'll just go.
0: Oh. <laughs> and I just like
1: laugh and then I hang up on the customer because I'm like, hey. I just like, I went through a tunnel or whatever, but his moan is just amazing. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> and then I just love it. <laughs> He's so good at it. Um, but yeah. It's What's tailored. really
3: bad is when there's a customer like on the other side and they're like,
1: what the hell was that? Oh, dude, we've been we've had people out in the training area, Ugh. and then you know we're cleaning up after a training, and then some walk in. My eyes
3: are cry. My,
1: I'm crying from laughing so hard. On that. <laughs> but it just is what it is. Yeah. And, and, uh. and Taylor and everyone will be cleaning and. You know taylor will go oh and then i'll just you know naturally build off it and i'll go oh and then he'll just take it to the next level yeah. every single time and then he gets to the point where i'm like we should probably stop because like people are thinking there's something going on in here you have the
4: random 70 year old that just wants to fill the cracks in their driveway like what is <laughs> what, the hell? what is that crack <laughs> who didn't invite me <laughs> Oh, no but man. it it was
1: um you know, two weeks at home it was you know shitty it was- I mean it was all right my wife she's a trooper she basically does most of the uh, the rearing of the child, obviously because she's she's breastf
2: <laughs> the rearing yeah i <laughs> I
1: think that's the word of it the, It's not I don't mean that in a, the derogatory sexual nature because uh, that that'd be weird the first but, three
3: days are usually like, oh, this uh, is cool, and then Jeffrey Epstein, yeah, you're yeah. kind of like need to get back to work and sell stuff and talk to people. And yeah, that's how I am. I go on vacation and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Three days later,
1: eh. well, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're off that long, you, you know, if you care about your job, you're like, oh, well, I hope everything's going good and everything, but you guys kept me up to date. And I mean, last month we had our best month and then this month it's looking like it's even going to be better than that. So, you know, at least uh, things are looking good, but you know, the, the challenge is at home, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, uh, actually more than that, getting closer to three now, and she's been pretty cool, but she's just had the shits like crazy. Hmm. Like Your I whole mean, family was sick. Oh, uh, we got, yeah. So my daughter brought home uh, hand, foot, and mouth, if you guys are familiar with that, uh, like blisters. It was just a shit show. And my kid would just blow her diaper out every single yeah. night. So I'm sitting there, and I'm changing her, and it's dark. I can, you know, it smells horrid in there. So I was, it that, was it that was
4: it that seedy shit?
3: You it, know what no, I'm no, up?
1: no. This is Savannah, the the older one. So she's past that. Okay, but uh, she starts. He's like, "What the hell are we yeah, talking have you. about?" Yeah, <laughs> she starts. Have babies. Well, she starts. So I'm changing her. And she's just a sweetheart. She says, hi, daddy, and everything like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying not to throw up because it's you know the smell is just atrocious. Yeah,
4: that human shit is awful.
1: Yeah, I mean, except in a sexual way, which you do Google quite a bit. I have your work computer IP address. Um, But anyways, she starts finger painting with the shit on my stomach. And I didn't know it until I turned the light on that she actually drew me a picture. Right. What was the picture? Uh, I honestly resembled a stick figure, but I think she just knew what she was doing, was making it harder on me. <laughs> so, yeah. so naturally I went to the bathroom, dry heaved, and cleaned <laughs> up, and, <laughs> and then I'm here. But that happened quite a bit through that. That, that hand, foot, and mouth is no joke, bro. That ain't no. No, uh, it was
3: daycare, man. Like I told you, as soon as your kid goes into daycare, they're gonna be bringing
1: home all kinds of shit.
4: It builds their immunity, young though. Yeah, that's it what everyone does.
1: says, <laughs> but, like, my immunity must be shit because every time she gets sick, I get, like, ten times sicker than what she was. Like, this That's because you
3: don't go out. You stay at home.
1: That is. I am a shut-in. I don't do shit, you know, yeah. if I'm not at work. But, you know, whatever. So, but, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, Isaac's cool, healthy. He's big. Um, but... Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting. Cody, you're in for a trip when you have kids. If yeah. you ever venture down That's that
3: it. road. It's yeah. not going to happen, is it, Cody?
4: It'll eventually happen. I just uh, – I ain't ready for it. Can
1: you How old imagine? are you? <laughs> 25. You're 25? Oh, you got plenty of time, bud. I do have plenty of time. But here's the thing, though, dude. If you don't start – you know, if Cheyenne doesn't start pooping them out now, though. Like, you're going to be the old parent. Yeah. That, like – I'm
3: one of the oldest parents yeah. on yeah. my – like, anytime, you know, like football, it's like, I'm – Hey, there's the old couple. Is that your grandpa, Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) There's the old couple. My dad.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) dad. But
1: but no, like, like, so, you know, by the time Savannah and Isaac are 18 and, and hopefully normal humans not still living in my house addicted to drugs and stuff uh you know they can uh, do their thing and then me and my wife can live our lives which uh, hopefully will consist of me sitting at home in my backyard reading a book because i'm kind of a fucking loser
3: but that's cool that's boring
1: dude i love it that's just my life man That is, yeah i'm chill i'm chill <laughs> yeah. as hell that's cool <laughs> <laughs> i have free time
3: i go like throw a 12 pack in the bed of the side by side and yeah, that, that's my type of things.
1: Well, I don't own a successful multi-million dollar company. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you could
3: afford to go buy a side-by-side. Mm, yeah. No, your wife just won't let you.
1: Yeah, that's true. I don't, you I mean I am, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a simple guy. I like uh, Kindle books and... Stop, uh, this is argument. boring. Kick-tags. On on the beach. <laughs> I, I kid, yeah. dude, seriously though. Documentaries, I kid you, you know. Dude, we went buck wild last weekend right so my wife you to do? what do you want to do i was like yeah okay Are you ready for this shit so i looked up a homemade queso dip and i made it and yeah. i sat down and ate and i passed out by 9 30. oh dude and that was the best night of my life I think. Uh, the, 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 the first
4: weekend of october my family and i did like a dip party Everybody just brings like two dips, like dips one. Dips their nuts
1: in your mouth? <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Not that kind of dip party that happened Oh, sorry. But, but, uh... I've yeah, never
1: heard just, of a dip party.
4: Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody just brings a crock pot full of dip. And no You just shit. overload on cream cheese and cheese and have the
1: shits, and then you go home. Oh, it's like That's, it's like a chili dump, but, like, with queso dip?
4: Well, it, yeah, so there was, like, a jalapeno chicken dip, buffalo chicken dip, like, cheese balls. I, I made spinach oh. and artichoke dip. Ooh. Yeah. There's just a bunch of different, like, uh, yeah. Other what things. was the
3: best dip?
4: Chipotle, uh, jalapeno chicken.
1: The jalapeno chicken dip.
4: Yeah, jalapeno chicken dip. Unless you're counting the dessert dips, and then like uh, that's a whole other thing there. How much did you eat? I mean, how many
1: calories do you think you consumed on that day? I
4: steadily ate like uh, every. Yeah. I mean, I can tell. Yeah. No. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) That day, I steadily ate from like 1 p.m. to like
1: 8 p.m. So at least like three. And realistically, though, that Columbia jacket you had on yesterday. Yeah, I was a little hard. <laughs> you look pretty good. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Are I you like slimming it. down? Uh,
4: no, I'm actually I'm bulking up. I'm putting on oh. muscle. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I I weighed I in. Oh, suck I off. in I wait, <laughs> fuck off. I weighed in at two ten yesterday, but like I'm I look more muscular. I've been doing a lot more protein, a lot more creatine, so I'm I'm oh. Well, that's it. what's
3: going on with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bulking up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I thought these were boobs. That, no, it's muscle. Okay. Exactly. I've been bulking for
2: 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, didn't you say you lost
4: 100 pounds twice?
2: Yep. That's and I insane. gained 100 pounds three times. So
4: <laughs> that's
2: absolutely insane. That's what? consistent. Yeah. It very is. That is it consistent. It very Yeah. It's probably terrible for my heart. But. Uh, oh, you're going to die. No. I'll it's, blame
3: the Red Bull. No, it's for sure. good for your heart, then bad for your heart. It's, it, it, it's a muscle, right? So you're building it. <laughs> it Right,
2: that's what they. You're making me.
3: it stronger.
1: Theoretically,
2: I came not talk. To
1: <laughs> <you>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically,
1: no, it's it's one of those things. Like, dude, like oh, the worst thing that ever happened to me was getting in shape because I looked yeah. like a fat lesbian and like I was happy because I was eating whatever I wanted to and it was fine. But now it's like I told you guys and you thought it was a big joke, but it was serious. I was like, damn, dude, like. You know, I was trapped at home for two weeks. I gained, like, three pounds. I was like, so, like, this week, I'm eating cucumbers and chicken for lunch every goddamn day. And it's, like, the it's horrible. I
3: gained three pounds every
1: weekend. Yeah. You know, and I I need to be okay with that. (laughs) I I, I don't know. I've kind of
4: switched it just, like, my lunch. I don't really breakfast. My lunch is just, like, snacks. Like, I had, like.
1: Beef,
3: Chickens, Beef Little jerky Debbie's. Can
4: of green beans Like uh, apple and peanut butter Can of green beans? And then like protein shake Yeah like whole can of green beans Holy crap yeah. What well,
1: do you heat it You don't heat it up You just eat the green beans Out of the can I mean
4: you dump them Into a bowl And you put them in the microwave for Okay I didn't
1: life. know If you packed them Because I was like That's that's psycho shit No like, I, I, I <laughs> run home
4: And I just eat nuts okay. Like uh, dehydrated baby Nuts <laughs> <laughs> Nuts Dehydrated beef And protein shakes Great. And I go home And, at, and then like a dinner I have an actual meal but well yeah
1: well dude yeah I mean <clears throat> my dinner I prep I do like the five days of you know lunch and dinner just, yeah and I just that's all I eat and then I lose weight and then I have a cheat night on Friday night and then it's horrible yeah. you know I wish I could just be a, a fat idiot and be happy with it but
3: why is it it's that, great <clears throat> why is it though that we even worry about it
1: no it, because of health it's, for me, it's health. It's really not look. Just
3: take good. more pills.
1: Yeah. Like what, medications? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like hydroxycut? <laughs> Adderall. <laughs> hydroxycut. <laughs> <laughs> I reason- would like
3: to try Adderall. I think I, that, that would help me. <laughs>
1: okay, I, had I cannot pre- imagine you I on Adderall, you <laughs> Well, back, dude, back when I sold cars several years ago, I got a prescription for Adderall. Yeah. I just went to my doctor and was like, yo, I got ADHD. He's like, all right, bet. Here's these. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll give him a shot. I was on my way back to the dealership for a shift. I popped one of the Adderall, like he said, and I didn't do it for like drug seeking. Like I legitimately was just like, dude, like I can't, I can't focus. I like, I I don't know. I'm pretty sure I was never diagnosed as a kid. My dad just used to hit me a lot because I was crazy, and he (laughs) never did the proper like parenting things. Yeah. So I like self-diagnosed went there, and he's like, take these pills. I was like, sweet. I popped one, dude. I fucking my eyes were just like huge it's, it's dilated isn't it actually like, did you it's get, a stimulant it's, it's it's an amphetamine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, an right, amphetamine yeah. right but
3: did you get shit done oh i my did god you'll but, get everything
1: done but oh
3: uh, then i need some yeah.
1: after a week of it though i made the big boy decision to throw them away because or dispose of them at the <laughs> proper pharmacy he did not sell them <laughs> did not sell them because <laughs> i knew my personality i was like i'll I'll never stop taking this shit if I keep doing huh. this. So I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Because Do you
3: still have any of those?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be good anymore. But I'll tell you what, that Adderall shit, was, it, it was on a different level. Because it, I obviously don't have ADHD because they say if you have ADHD and you pop Adderall, it yeah. does chill you out.
2: Yeah. They give it to kids and yeah. it fucking knocks them out and makes them zombies. Right. But then a college kid takes it. And it's like and then, you did 20 lines of Coke. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Zero.
1: So for me, obviously, it was pretty apparent that I didn't have it. And I, was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I can't. I just can't, dude. I'll never, ever get off of this <coughs> stuff. It was fantastic. But, um, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But Adderall's fantastic, Corey. Uh, and you're rich as hell. I'm sure you could have your words. Yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. Do they make generic
3: versions of that shit? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Can you, like, make it on your own with, like,
4: <laughs> you just gotta buy a bunch of plants. Sugar fed and, uh, yeah. They, I Can I mean, order on
3: Alibaba? There's a show uh, Breaking uh-huh.
4: Bad would teach you how to make. Oh, it. yeah. I like that show. A, yeah, but if you want to learn how to make Adderall, just, just all right. Watch
3: we it. should we should probably like get back to the show. I think uh... well, no, yeah, no,
1: we do have questions. We we do have a lot of questions. Yeah, I just I just wanted to catch up with you guys. I guess Corey's all business. So no, I'll just, I'm gonna uh, go fuck myself. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> let's go ahead. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. We did have. We're a lot glad of you're back. Yeah, thank you. Very Definitely much. glad you're it back. It feels very good to be back. Um, but we did have a, uh, a lot of people emailing in questions, um, and we wanted to take a larger portion of the segment. We're not going to have a guest every week because the amount of feedback that we've gotten and a lot of the questions that we've got, we simply wouldn't have time to do the show or adequately you know, question a guest if we were to answer your guys' questions. So we're, every other episode we're going to try to have an industry leader or a guest on and really do that and have half the show dedicated to that but but you guys got a lot of fucking questions so we want to make sure that we can answer them at a fall possible um so go ahead caleb
2: please all right yeah make sure we uh, send questions to sell more floors at gmail.com as well first question paul in georgia <clears throat> what are some cross-selling opportunities that i can offer as a service in addition to epoxy
1: that's a great question. We've uh, obviously went over, uh, you know, some of that with you know, sh- True Shield or any hydrophobic sealer with pressure washing, things like that. You know, I, I would like to jump in obviously and just yeah. say that would be, preferably the, the hydrophobic sealer in terms of like cost per square foot and your potential profit margin. That is just a low hanging fruit and it's a very easy sale. You have a paver stone, you have half of it treated, you have half of it not. You pour a bottle of water on it, you let your customers see it. They shit their pants, they sign the dotted line. You make, you know, a decent amount. You made an extra 3 to 400 dollars a job. That adds up. That's fantastic. That's definitely the go-to cross-selling service that I've used. But do you guys have any others? I know
4: Corey's used, like, paver sealing or, uh, like, stamp patio sealing, just resealing. That's a, just acrylic sealer, power washing it, rolling it on. Yeah, reseal. You made a ton of
1: money doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's the acrylic, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. If, if someone has, like, a, an old worn-out overlay.
3: Yeah, an old, like overlay or old stamp concrete job, and they're, like, they don't even know that they need to just power wash and seal it. That's a man, that's a great moneymaker. maker. Um, the you know, the True Shield. I mean, think about it, if they have a hundred and fifty foot, you know, driveway, that's probably a fifteen hundred dollar profit that you can get out of that. Um on top of the garage floor. Another thing you can do is offer the sidewalk. Say, Hey, you want your sidewalk and porch to look like your garage floor? We can change the color. A lot of people don't even know that they can do that. I always upsold like when, when when i went out there i would sell them oh, i could put flakes on this flakes on that flakes on this i mean you can do anything you can use the elastidex system and go over an existing deck mm. i mean they can sand down the deck and and use that system and flake into it um you know you can use true shield also let's say it's a brick home power wash the brick home sprayed on the true shield you just waterproof the brick i mean that's just another option um that you can offer
4: but what about this idea so like are there any like maintenance plans that you would or could do with epoxy flooring or garage flooring because like i don't know i think about uh when i was selling insurance and stuff there was something they always told me like act like you're a dentist just schedule somebody six months out you have a whole bunch of repeat business. Your calendar's full. Yeah. Your job is easier. Um, <clears throat> it, it, obviously, you wouldn't want to do something every six months, but like, you know, yearly, bi yearly, is there a maintenance plan or something that would work for epoxy flooring? That's interesting. Yes. That I, could be a
1: thing where no, that yeah. you, you come out <clears throat> and you, like, say, do a flake floor with a polyspartic top coat and you possibly come out every two years or so and you sand it and then you reapply another thin layer of top yeah, coat over top is. of it. Yeah, it is. correct. To, you could do that that'd be good yeah so you could you could go repeat business yeah
3: you could even just say that honestly you could just spray ballistics over top of it Mm. think about that you could call back all of your customers that you sold floors to before and say hey would you like us to come out and you know inspect your floor and maybe just do a protective recoat where all you do i mean." I would probably still go in and do a light sand over the whole thing, like very light, one twenty.
0: Yeah. <clears throat>
3: Excuse me, and then clean it, spray ballistics on it, charge them three dollars a square foot, and you were there for like an hour.
1: Yeah. I another mean, another little longer than that. I mean but. that that'd be a great repeat business. But another idea is house cleaning. It's very simple to do. I mean, if you do it correctly. Uh, obviously do not just grab a pressure washer and start blowing people's siding off. That's not how you do it. Uh, do a little research, reach out to, uh, you know, yeah, uh, soft wash, soft wash. It's a, it's a fantastic, we've uh, talked
3: about getting into that too, just cause it's so kit- easy. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, a lot of pressure washer guys are like, what the hell, man, it ain't easy. Yeah. But you know, it is, it is easy. <laughs> Um, and it, it's one of those things that you could, uh, you know, do a two story house, say, okay, I'll, I'll clean your house for. 200 bucks or a single story for a hundred bucks. And I'm telling you, your profit margin is like 80% on that. Jesus. And it takes like, you I know, mean, if you do, if you have a decent pressure washer, you could do a soft wash in an entire house in like 40 minutes. It's not hard. You did it. What's the startup costs
4: of uh, owning a pressure washer business? Like to buy a hover scrubber, pressure washer, uh, what did you have in it before you
1: uh, started? 700 bucks. That's nothing. 700 bucks yeah you could
3: start you know spraying down true shield on everything and i want to be clear before people message
1: in and say i'm an idiot i i started out just doing it like the weird way where i had a just a really tiny inadequate pressure washer that was only 2300 psi i was like like, no it's 2.3 gallons per minute so it was like not that big of a unit if you want to use like a big 20 inch hover scrubber like everyone should be you're going to be up in about 1500 dollars range to buy in but I literally had like a little Home Depot 14-inch uh, puck or surface cleaner hooked up to a 2.3-gallon-per-minute machine. Now, it obviously took a lot longer for me to do wash and seals with that system. But, I mean, it was 700 bucks, so what the hell, I didn't mind. And then you can also buy these uh, these tips, these long-range tips where you can actually downstream inject You know, your, your cleaning for the house. You could shoot it right on the house, let it dwell for a couple minutes, and then you could use these uh, tips that you could buy on Amazon that can actually reach second story buildings. So, I mean, relatively cheap cost, like 700 bucks.
4: And how soon did you
1: make your money back? Uh, you know, it was probably a job, uh, one job. Yeah. And it's a no brainer, you know that if you have you everyone has that one guy on the crew that just kind of stands around and it's like the facilitator and hey grab that bucket or whatever just send that guy out there to hose the house down and do yeah. soft wash reach out to us ask questions i could help you guys out with like a soft wash formula for you guys but but do not apply uh pressure to you know houses with siding you will chip paint you will warp sides Make sure you do some research, attend a training, or you know, get the correct process for soft washing before you even touch people's houses. And in my opinion, people are going to talk about roof cleaning. I stayed away from. Yeah, roof I don't cleaning. do that. I stay away from roof cleaning. Uh, I mean, there are people that do it really successfully, and it's a great process. But Spray True Shield on it. Scared the shit out of me. I just never got into it. You ever, you ever
3: heard that? Did you tell me that, or did I tell you that story of True Shield on shingles?
1: I
4: yeah, I think you mentioned it, but I don't think you ever went over the whole story. Yeah, it, it works. Yeah, that's
1: crazy.
3: It, I mean, it's just it's it's a hydrophobic sealer. E- even so. on the
1: shingles, it, it's yeah. up good. No, you
3: shit. could spray it on your T-shirt. I mean,
1: <laughs> what if you get it on your hands? Can your hands never get wet again?
3: Well, eventually it wears off. But yeah, <laughs> there was uh, we used to package that product in the old building, and it would always it's just. They would leak. It would leak or they would spill it, right? So we had the guy come in and clean. He's like, Yeah, there's this one spot that just like the soap, the water, nothing like nothing. It just like it doesn't do anything. I'm like, Oh, that's where the yeah. True Shield leaked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's just a couple ideas. I mean, honestly, it really depends on your comfort zone. You
3: can start. I started a whole nother crew just power washing concrete and sealing it and repairing it and think about just repairing concrete and i mean when you go out there <clears throat> let's say they have an old driveway and it's got a area where the the side chipped off where the guy hit it with the snowplow whatever you can charge them 150 bucks to fix that spot fill in some pitting you know with fast patch and then seal everything that that's a whole nother avenue of money
4: that, It's interesting you bring that up because I had a guy in for, uh, like, a private training. He's from Wisconsin. He came in for Monday and Tuesday, and I was really excited that he came in the moment I showed him how to do a broom finish overlay, and he he got excited about it. He got very excited. He's like, oh, that's awesome. I can sell the shit out of that. Like, okay, this guy recognizes opportunity. You know, it was... Yeah,
3: there's a lot of... A lot of people don't even know we have that broom finish, but the the amount of people that just say are house flipping mm-hmm. and they want it to look good curb appeal-wise, you can go in and make all that concrete look like brand new with broom finish.
4: Yeah, and you can become friends with the home inspector and he can drop your card off right, and be like, right. hey, you have pitting and cracks here. This
1: guy will repair them and make it look yep. brand new. Yeah. yeah,
3: many different ways to make extra money. What's uh? You ready for the next question?
1: Yeah, I, I think, I mean, one, one final thing. I mean, I, it, what I was trying to say is, it really depends on your comfortability. I mean, a lot of guys, I actually have a couple customers that started out as painters and then got into epoxy floors, but if you get in and you do a garage and you notice that their garage walls look like shit, yeah. and, and you're a painter, and you paint have them. a painter background, just offer to paint them, um, do like a total renovation type thing. That's where I'll leave it. That was just another idea. One Could of I our did. customers... Is you
4: saying... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. If sir. you ever... But don't <laughs> yeah. do that again. Do you
3: know who the? I am? I... <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wait, what? your what, 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 <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to
3: say is, is it, uh, painters. All right, so we have a customer that before they even do the the floor, they go in, they tape plastic off everything, get their their sprayer out, and spray the whole thing tan,
0: huh?
3: And they're done, and then they grind the floor and put the floor down. It's that's just another avenue. Yeah, I mean, you could spray and a garage.
1: Seriously. responsibilities, dude. Seriously, yeah. I'll Trim your hedges. I don't give a shit. What do you mean? Let's make some money. Yeah, you know? the, <laughs> make
4: that money. The one other thing I would say that's been that I've been asked about recently is like uh, cabinetry and garages. Putting that, uh,
3: you know, eh. man, uh, I'm I, telling you right I now with it. all the 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 shipping and the it's man, it's hard to get cabinets. And you know what? We we were selling cabinets for a little while, and then I just I you know, directed them right to the company that does it. You spend all day putting in a set of cabinets for like 500 bucks.
1: It's when you got to ask that that. question, is the juice worth the squeeze? (laughs) Yes. In that regard, I don't fucking think so. I don't. (laughs) But if you got the time. Leave
3: that to the cabinet. Like, sub it out. Offer some uh, something, but, like, I'm, man, I got cabinets in my garage. I went to Menard's and put them in and my wife painted it and it cost like three hundred dollars yeah now it's not cool metal with diamond plate shit on there or whatever but guess what it it's full of junk and you can't fit any more shit in there so that's all i think about
1: cabinets yeah i mean most people would just be like hey you know like when cody and i go out and do an estimate or whatever I'll, i'll be like hey for an extra 300 bucks cody will come in and take care of your wife for you and uh, we had some pretty good returns for that. Yeah.
4: A lot of good returns. $300? They were happy to pay me more yeah. when I was done. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Husbands, huh. wives, he didn't care.
1: Go ahead. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow.
1: Okay, next All question. Right.
2: Tim in Florida. Tim in Florida asks, when selling a job, do hey, you- Tim. give- Hey, Timmy. Do you give your customers itemized estimates or just a flat-out price?
1: That's actually a really good question. Oh. Itemized. Itemize it because it brings validity to the process that you're doing. Value, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you just say, "Hey, I'll, I'll paint your shit and throw some chips in it for like this," then they're going to be like, "This guy's going to Home Depot." If you, if you break put it shipping down, on there. Yeah, put shipping on there. That'll help you. That you're big on that, and I agree with that. People are afraid to do that, but if you say, "Hey, right now uh, the shipping is expensive. This is going to be factored into the price. Break it out. Help cover yourself." But what I would recommend doing is all the way from the concrete prep, grinding. Right all now, it. Itemize that. Yeah. Grinding, repairing, base coating, uh, flaking, everything. Get as detailed as possible because you throw a lot of stuff at them. They're like, okay, they're obviously getting a lot for their money. If you have one line item and then a big number at the bottom, they're going to be a lot yeah. less likely to buy as opposed to 20 line items yep. and then a big number at the bottom. So justify the value that you're bringing. Yeah, even
3: have like the. You know, um, large crack, sixteen foot long. You know, and then put that in the light item.
1: Or oh yeah, Britain, the specs. Say hey, it's sixteen feet long. It's uh, a half inch wide. It's a, a half inch deep. Whatever. Yeah, Get just write
4: it now. down. Yeah. Another thing about itemizing is if you have any pushback on price, you can go right right. Take to light. that off. Which one do you want to eliminate? Exactly. You
3: know? Yeah. I've always said that. It's like building a subway sandwich. You want extra meat or not? Yeah, I love meat. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I knew
4: that was gonna.
3: No. I knew that was gonna start something. No, I,
4: I Before you I, move I, up, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Buckeyes and fudge. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, uh, like, so like, what are some things like a kind of industry standard as far as like, you know crack repair? How much should you charge? Uh, as far as you know, the different things that you're gonna encounter. How much should you charge for them?
3: Anytime I was, I would see something, I would just charge a full kit. So if the kit costs $164, I'd be like, now that crack's going to be $164. This crack over here is going to be $164.
1: When you're filling out the estimate sheet though, really, you know, you know what you're going to charge. I mean, some of you guys are like, Oh, three bucks a square foot, but you're not going to be in business much longer. But if you're doing it like six bucks a square foot, you know what you're going to charge. Just go out in your truck when you're filling out the estimate sheet, do a little bit of math, break it up, make sure it adds up to the 6 bucks a square foot, and just put the appropriate cost at appropriate yeah. phases. That's really what it boils down to.
3: Add 500 to $800 to the estimate, and then when they say, could you do any better, uh, if you pay today, I'll it, take $100 off. You didn't take nothing off because yeah, exactly. you already built it in.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you could do that in the shipping line, really. What I would do is shipping, add uh, like 250 bucks 300 or something like that, and they'd be like, can you do better? Oh, I guess I can cover shipping this time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: honestly, though, put the shipping in there. I don't even care if you pick the product up free from your local, I don't even want to say it, but Sherwin-Williams or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but... Put it in there. It's $250 shipping. What's this shipping mean? Well, that's what it cost me to get the product here.
1: The Mileage. Mileage to and from the job. Yeah. Get down and dirty with them, man. Put on the one
3: line, put um, 16 packs of cigarettes because that's what my guys (laughs) (laughs) smoke.
1: Honestly. But it's like, think about it, though. I mean, just like seriously, like questions like that, it's like, yeah, like it's a good question. We need to address it, but it's like... They put yourself in their shoes. Do you want some guy to just say, hey, flake floor, this big, this much? You know
3: you know what, though? The, the This industry of contractors, I love all you guys, but just take mm. five to ten minutes extra. I had a guy do my drywall in the basement, which I couldn't find anybody to do it. And this guy pulls up. It was a 1989 Chevy S10. I haven't seen one of those in, like, fucking 20 years. And... <clears throat> It's dripping oil on my freaking driveway, right? And I go, hey, dude, can you go park over in the Stones? He's like, wow. I'm like, you're dripping oil on my new driveway. Oh, cool. So he comes back, and he he's down in the basement. I'm showing everything, and he comes up. He goes, Ugh, that 600 a day. And I said, well, how many days is it going to take? Uh, I, I don't really know. Maybe three i'm like okay when can you start in three hours i'm just like that was the only person we could get and then i hired him (laughs) okay because there was nobody calling me back right right when he was done you know like the can light areas that had he sprayed drywall mud over all all the light bulbs like (laughs)
0: like
3: Uh, (laughs) but anyways i'm just saying it's just take just take a little extra time and have a it doesn't even need to be a fancy invoice it could be a a, one from office max and just say he could have made a lot more money is what i'm trying to say if he would have just spent 15 minutes on an invoice Yeah. yeah
1: Going over the process.
3: It's a lot of the, a lot of these guys in the industry. They're cutting themselves short because they think they need to charge four dollars a square foot, but really, and they cut corners. They could charge eight, and they'll all. Everybody on here is probably like, "Oh yeah, right? Not in my area." No, that dude. Every area you tell me that you can't, I'll prove to you somebody that is. Yeah. It,
4: what what Cam said was such a valuable advice to everybody that's listening. He just yeah, it was so that. simple. He said, <laughs> he said, just think from your customer's point of view. Like if you literally just take five minutes, think what would my customer want me to act like, and then act like that, you would probably close more jobs.
1: Do I want them to drip oil on my driveway? <laughs> no. no, no. I'm gonna park in the stones.
4: Do, do I want them to look professional? Uh, no. You know, hey, what, what,
3: what? Yeah. Another perfect example right here. So my buddy is he just had a pole barn built, right? Right. I've been wanting to add on to my pole barn and I said, Hey, what's that guy's I mean?
1: Your pole barn's bigger than my house. <sighs> what that the hell? You. He <laughs> didn't say no.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I God. wanted to have I I wanna have an indoor basketball hoop. Whatever, it doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> A like rich the- guy problems. No, so <laughs> so I want to sell my beach house in Hawaii, as or to as get one in Malibu. <laughs> but go on, keep Shut relating up. to us, Corey.
3: So, anyways, so I reached out to the guy because you know my buddy, he was he was impressed by him, and I, uh, it was eleven o'clock at night. I sent him a message. I said, "Hey, this is Corey Henson. I live over you know north of Ada. I'm yeah, looking to I'm looking <laughs> <laughs> to add on to my existing pole barn." This is the size I want. Roughly, what what do you think it would cost and how soon could you get it done? Three weeks later, I get a text message that says, Hey, man, didn't forget about you. <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out to you at the end of the day. Today, which would be a week and a half after I got that text, I said, Just checking in, right? Nothing, okay? Another contractor that was working on my pool, same thing. I said, Hey, when's that? When you even get that estimate to me? Later today. It's been four weeks. I just write checking in. Oh yeah, yeah, I haven't forgot about you. I already would have paid
2: for that guy to fix this stuff. So would you still use him? Like if he'd messaged you tonight and was like, "Hey, I'm good. What do you need?"
3: He's the only one that responded back to me. See, that's just crazy. It's most so fucked it up, though, man. You know? I honestly, right now, I wanna, I want to start my own building company. I want to start my own pool company. Like, I was always successful because I answered the freaking phone.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had a problem with my roof one time, like shortly after I bought Same thing. my house. Yeah, I called a roof. And, like, I asked my home inspectors, like, hey, who's a good roofer who I can reach out to with these problems? I will call. B-. And so I did. And I Damn, like, put the <laughs> company on blast. <laughs> Blasty i probably shouldn't do that he's not listening to this our next podcast anyway, our next podcast
3: could be sell more roofs because <laughs> yeah. it's the same damn thing yeah. answer your phone the, i called him Seriously. i called him
4: he did answer and he said, well uh, i'm pretty busy today. i'm up on a roof right now Is i can't I pr- call you back it was a saturday and he was like oh, i'm pretty busy today uh can i call you back i was like yeah yeah go ahead and call me back let me know when you can come out He called me two weeks later. He said, You still need that roof looked at? Fuck no. Whatever. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah, My house, I already drowned. My wife drowned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
4: Then my roof fell in. Thanks, asshole. I died because of black mold.
1: Yeah. Thanks, thanks,
3: dick. (laughs) Go ahead with
2: the next question.
3: Yeah, we better quit. I'm (laughs) on a rant.
2: All right. No, it's good. (laughs) This is what it is. Johnny from Kentucky. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny Johnny Kentucky. I'm just getting into the industry, and I'm worried about looking for all the right things to quote accurately. Accurately answer for my your customers. phone.
1: Answer your phone.
2: <clears throat> Aside from measuring for square feet, what else should I look at that could affect my price? We just kind of covered that. Yeah, we kind of
3: did cover that. Um, concrete repair—that's number one thing—is how much repair you have to do. Moisture. Moisture. Yep. Test for moisture.
1: Really quick though. Get their expectations right. When you see a crack, show a little grimace. Just be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, don't say shit, you know, but be like, ooh, ooh.
3: Ooh, that's going to be a hard crack to fill, ma'am.
1: <laughs> and then you know you're just going to pump a little polyurea in and it's done. It's no big deal. Pump. Yeah, it's just, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> polyurea in it. Crack, right? No, we do. You know? But that's the thing, though, when you see it. Like, okay, when I used to sell cars, they, they call devaluing the car. It gets your customer's expectations down. So, like, like if they want you to On do On trade-ins? Yeah, if they want you to walk around the trade-in, <laughs> you see, like, a little scratch that you know. Oh, just shit, like, look at that scratch. I just go up, touch it, and I, 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 don't, know, I, I don't even say nothing. Yeah. I just go, I make a, a face, I kind of shake my head, and I, I walk away, and I'm, you know, and they're just, in their mind, they're like, man, this is, my car's fucked up.
3: Did you, you ever know? look at them go, I can't believe you would even drive on these tires.
1: I I always did. Even if they car tires, they had the right tread or whatever. I'd be like, "Is this? When did you get these tires last?" Yeah, the, I'm glad you are... came in today. That's dangerous. Yeah, you know. But yeah, just take a look at the crack pitting is falling and be like, "Oh my goodness!" And they'll be like, "Dude, this is like this guy's gonna have to repair. This the is not shit gonna be good." Yeah, Let well, uh, I hope
3: we get five grand.
1: Yeah, and then at <laughs> the an- end, their, their thinking's being, their thinking's going up. It's gonna be more and more expensive. He, this guy's—he's—he does this for a living, and he's even like, "Holy shit, this is bad." So get their thinking right. But basically, to answer your question, you're gonna to have to look at repairs, uh, moisture, like they said. Uh, but really, it, it's
3: sometimes fine. I even look at the customer, how they act towards you. Yeah. And if they're kind of a pain in the ass, I'm like, man, that's five hundred
1: dollars more yeah
3: i'm i'm serious oh, yeah. like
1: a bit I'm high if if you're really like i mean if you're in a position where you're like this guy's just gonna be a pain in my ass to shoot a redoinkulous price at him and if they go for it great if not kind of dodged a bullet on that one yeah in my
3: also ask them hey have you reached out to anybody else you know to give you a quote and they say no you're the only one we've called they're probably going to go with you if you're accurate you know and and answer the phone and respond, you know?
4: Yeah. Uh, another, would you charge more if the job looks like it'd be a pain in the ass? Like if there's no good yes. entry and exit point, Yeah. you have to plastic up a bunch yes. of shit. Yep. <laughs>
1: That's probably what I would look at, to be honest, that that type of stuff. But realistically, you're not, it, it's concrete, guys. It's not.
3: Itemize everything. So even when you're doing the estimate and looking at the floor, just be like, okay, yep, cracks. Yep, there's a lot of pitting. Check. Um, Looks like uh, they want to do the rat wall, which is the, you know, the area where that the vertical up to the drywall. Check. Um, Lady is kind of a bitch. Check. Um, Yeah. Anything else you could check on? I mean. Put that in your estimate. Wife was a bitch. (laughs) Don't do
4: that. (laughs) The the guy would be like, well. I like him. Yeah. I like them. She's I an old you. bag. I've paid, paid enough with the, uh, anything I
3: custom can Custom colors. Custom colors. So if they say, well, I would really want to go with this color, uh, that's a dollar extra. Yeah. Oh, man, that's another thing is I don't care what anybody thinks. I've figured it out. If you go with the colors your supplier has in stock all the time, you will save hundreds and thousands of dollars because... You always are using the same colors. You're not, yeah, like, uh, can I get a custom high State flake with a maroon, with a blue,
4: and a shade of gray with a white? No. No, but I can get you a Ohio State logo
1: with a domino floor. You know? Yeah,
3: I <laughs> mean,
4: just like. <laughs> yeah,
1: that makes it Yeah, easier.
3: you could upgrade, yeah, to the logos, yep.
2: Next question. That That's pretty, uh, pretty standard. Yeah. All right, here we go. Last question we got. I'm going on a lot of estimates for spaces larger than I've ever worked on before. I would like to sell a big job, but feel like I'm not there yet. What would you do? And this was uh, Mike in North Dakota.
1: Walk away. Do it. Walk away. I don't know. I, <laughs> no, I, that that's <laughs> Okay, thing, so
3: though. wait. Stop. I always just did it. I'm, put your balls out there and do it. Some people go. I only have a 20-inch grinder. I can't do it. Go rent a damn grinder. Call your rep. They'll help you. Yeah, do you're, it.
1: You're probably right on that one. I just think, like...
3: A 500-square-foot garage floor?
1: Yeah.
3: All right? And a 10,000-square-foot floor is the same damn thing. It's just yep. a lot more garage floors than one. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be scared. You got to do your first one to bust, you know, yeah. you're not. Yeah. Do it.
1: Yeah, but I I mean, we'll do it. Cha- we'll change it up like, okay, say a guys doing garage floors and he's like, "Don't oh, be this, a pussy this, and do it." This wedding chapel wants me to do uh this wedding venue wants me to do a 4,000 square foot metallic. I've never done a metallic. At that point, all it, your reps.
3: Hey, Cameron, man. I'm going to do a 4,000 square foot floor. Um
1: I'll tell you exactly what I would tell that customer. I'd be like, "Look, man, I can help to an extent, but if you're going to take these people's money, I would highly recommend doing sample boards, refining a process before taking on a job like that where you're taking people's money because that's a big job. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a big pussy and I get it. You know, Corey's probably right, but I'm just saying if it's a big, if you get do 500 square foot flake floors and they want a 10,000 square foot flake floor, like you said, yeah, you just rent a bigger grinder or take the deposit by a bigger grinder. You could do that. It's the same shit, it's flake. But if it's like you'd never done metallics, I don't think your first metallic job no. should be a huge no or cementitious overlay should be not a not a huge
3: huge one. no I, I agree with that
1: yeah that's all I'm i saying. meant
3: like just an epoxy floor
1: okay then that's where the distinction lies if it's something a process that you're familiar with and comfortable with and it's just a difference of the square footage Go for it. You got to stretch it. You, you got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit to grow. But if it's a different flooring type that you've never done, know when to walk away and because you're going to get yourself in hot water and that they're going to go around town, tell everyone you're a piece of shit, stole all their money, and did a horrible job, and then you're never going to be successful. So to answer your question, I agree with Corey in the fact that if it's the same type of floor you're used to doing, great. If it's a different type of flooring, maybe not.
3: If it's a big floor and you've never done it, <clears throat> call your rep and – they might be able to hook you up with a partner on that job that can help you. So, you know, like the first time I did, I think, a 15,000-square-foot metallic, I reached out to another company that I was friends with. We joined up together and did the floor together. Lance Ferguson, Mark Ferguson, we did our like my first, you know, large car dealership together
0: together that, that,
3: whoa that so was <laughs> that was sexy so I'm just saying don't
1: don't be a pussy
3: don't ever <laughs> deny it like I had a guy the other day call me he goes hey I just had an opportunity to bid on a 50,000 square foot polishing job I don't even know how to polish do it you know why you should do it call your rep call us We'll find you a guy that can do it. You're the GC on the deal. You can still make like a little bit of money, and it's gonna. I'm just saying, just do it. Work, work together with other people. That's what I'm saying. I agree with that. I don't ever want to turn anything down. You know. Right.
1: No, I get that. You know, but that's you know, everyone in the industry has to be willing to help each other out, which our industry is kind of volatile a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, in summary, just make sure that. Don't do anything you're not comfortable with, but work together as a team in an industry. As long as there's a buck to be made, you'll find people that will be willing to work with you. So stick within your realm, but don't be a pussy. Go ahead, Cody.
4: Yeah, I just have like one aside. We've been talking a lot of great questions today. One thing I wanted to make a point of is when you're out there selling jobs, don't offer, and I made a post about this today, but don't offer a solution before you know what your customer wants. I get that all the time. Like, hey, I have this 500-square-foot you know, estimate coming up. Uh, you think ballistics would work? Like, I, Do they want ballistics? It would probably work. But ask them open-ended questions. Find out what they want, and you'll be much more successful at selling a job rather than giving them ideas that they probably don't want. You know?
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. But, I mean, you had a nice post the other day on Badass, and people ripped you to shreds, and they were like, I'm afraid to follow up with people. I don't want to bug them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's yeah, cool. You're f- going out of business. Yeah,
3: I, yes. that honestly, that pissed me off that day. Obviously, they, they're, <laughs> they're the ones that don't answer
4: their damn phone. Well,
3: they're yeah. the
1: ones that ain't making that up. I already gave you a prize. If you want
4: it, you want it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, don't ever like- call anybody back.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> they're dumb.
4: Wolfpack Equipment, your premier lineup of concrete preparation and dust extraction equipment. Join the pack today and
1: kill the competition.
2: Just the tip of the week.
1: Damn, that voice was sexy. That is going to be our new segment called Just the Tip. Of the week, that was hot.
2: It was hot,
1: <laughs> and it is what it is. You know, we 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 found this girl on Fiverr, and we're like, "Hey, man, can you like really uh, you know, hoe it up for us?" And she's like, "Yeah, dude, sweet." What so what was country awesome. was she from? Uh, she was from the UK. Yeah, and she did a great job. I mean, she sent us like five takes, and I was like, "Yeah, just like make it make it way more seductive." And then she she did. And they, they I do, am very happy.
4: They do that. more anal in the UK, right?
2: Um, oh. My. <laughs> Cut him off! God oh, damn it. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> I don't want kids. How about that anal? Yeah,
1: Jesus! Um, wow. Perhaps I don't know. You <laughs> can tell me. I've heard statistics. You
4: know, I was just wondering how Who keeps deep of that a-
1: statistic. <laughs> okay, but wow. Yeah. But okay. This, this week's tip of the week. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a, p- <laughs> it's a pretty good one, and I and it's one that you guys might not know about um when you guys create a business page on facebook and you guys have a ad center and you run advertisements you actually get a free crm for free yeah it's free for those of you guys who don't know what C R M is customer relationship management, which is a tool for people to keep organized and they can get leads in, they get all the contacts information, they can move it from a prospect to an estimate to a closed deal or a one deal, lost deal, however you want to do it. But it's free. Most CRMs are very expensive. They cost tens of thousands of dollars a year's a year, but Facebook gives you a free one that is incredibly effective. Ours is expensive. Yeah, I mean Corey pays. We have a at Easy Concrete. We have a CRM for all our sales guys to stay organized because they call a lot of people, um, and, and it's tens of thousands of dollars. A After year. going through this one with you, I'm like,
3: "What the hell am I paying for?"
1: <laughs> it's insane. It's free. It's a free thing given to you. And for those of you guys that don't want to buy into the CRM, to you I say, you're dumb because. CRM is statistically proven to increase your sales thirty to forty percent year over year. If you guys continue to just fly by the seam of your pants and you guys do not keep contact information, you do not remember customers, you do not remember that you have estimates, you don't remember to continue to follow up with these person, it's gonna get you more organized and you're gonna close more deals and make more money.
3: A hundred percent. Like I'm telling you. When I was super super busy and not organized when I had my company, I didn't call anybody back, man. Like I didn't even call in to check to see if they wanted it. I was called the one hit, like the one hit wonder, whatever. If I didn't sell it when I was there, I never fucking called them back. And <clears throat> you can you can my wife will tell you. I pretty much sold every job I went to. Like I didn't leave unless I sold it. And if I didn't sell it then, to me I thought, "Man, eh, fuck it." I probably could have sold so many more jobs if I would have called them back.
1: I just yeah. never did. Well, here's the thing about it, all right? I mean, from from my perspective, you know, selling product, right? It's – you're calling 100 people a day. There's absolutely no way – the human brain is incredibly powerful, but it's still – More powerful than a supercomputer, but there's no way that you're going to be able to continue to keep up with all of the people that you're getting estimates for. Make nice tips. Be like, hey, uh, John Adams wants his pool deck uh, flaked. Good guy, has kids, plays soccer. Leave little details in there so you can, next time you reach out to him, you can be like, hey, how's your kids doing? How's their soccer game going? Hey, are we still interested in moving forward in that pool deck? You said last spring you weren't going to move forward this year. It's getting warm again. I'd like to see if I could get you on the books. That's going to continue. Everything's going to slip through the cracks if you guys aren't doing that, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, and if you don't have a CRM, you might miss out on that like four thousand uh, square foot pool deck that can pay you twenty eight grand or something like that. You know, it, it, somebody might call you, leave a voicemail, log their name and their number into the CRM, set a reminder to call them back. That way, you don't forget, and you it, it could be the difference between a you know a million dollar year and a five hundred thousand dollar year.
3: Also, use use the the your cell phone, right? So if you have um, an iPhone. Just say, hey, Siri, remind me to call back Bill Kendall on that 500-square-foot garage floor, and then it will do it for you. And then at the end of the day, log it in. You know, I'm I'm telling you, I could have done double if I would have called people back. I guarantee it.
1: Yeah. So when we, for instance, okay, so I sold cars a long time ago, and we didn't have a CRM. And then halfway through my tenure there, we had a CRM implemented and my income alone jumped by 50% just because there's no way that I could keep up with all the potential customers that I have. And I'd forget what the hell they wanted. So I'd call them and I'd look like an idiot. I'd be like, well, by the way, what, what car are you looking at? What were you, but in the notes now, I'm like, okay, they wanted a, a sedan, low mileage, blah, 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 blah. The more notes, the better. And this is something that, if you dedicate to, and you keep good notes, and you religiously update your CRM, you're going to make a good amount of money. Do you think Lee Baker uses a CRM with one-day floors? I don't know. We'd have to talk to him. I bet he. He. I think he would.
2: It, I think Cam was looking for a yes.
1: Yes, he does. <laughs> well, uh, he does. He. He does because. He, he's actually told me oh I, his sales guys he's your, have a customer so i don't know his sales guys have a crm that they operate that he pays for monthly. that that
3: fucker's doing like eighteen hours eight em- a day
1: eight <laughs> estimates a day and all of the customers that they've ever dealt with the sales guys they have a detailed file on that person yeah they're looking to do this job in this time and they set a follow-up call for that time boom if you don't do that I have zero sympathy for you. If you ever call me and say, man, I'm having trouble getting jobs, I'm like, how organized are you? Because you don't order very good, and you forget shit all the time. (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. Yeah, we love all you, but. It is. The the better the notes you take, the more organized you're going to get, you're going to make more money. It's worth the 10 extra minutes to put the notes in and get it going, in my opinion. What, you're done drinking? Are you gay or something?
2: (laughs) (laughs) totally cool if you are because it's 2021 and that's allowed yeah right? I, I know we, we gotta stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer
1: camera garver did not mean what he just said you're
4: gonna get john gruden
1: <laughs> gays
2: love concrete yeah i
1: this that that is the single most that's the biggest pet peeve of mine is people are like they forget to call someone back or they don't know what the hell they're even calling the customer for. They're like, hey, I oh, forget to call people back,
3: dude. When you, I'm horrible. You, you know what though? I don't use the CRM. <laughs> like I don't. I should. I make
4: you guys do it, but yeah. I don't, and it's bad. Uh, my biggest pet peeve is when my customers like uh, that are just starting out come out to me, and they're just like, yeah, nobody wants to, nobody wants it around here. Like, oh, not dude, true. they know you're doing it. Like they're like, well, I post my jobs
1: are done. Like, like we've talked about.
3: Man, Dude, I'm telling you, when people tell me
1: that, my brain shuts off, and I'm like, okay. Like,
3: yeah. I, 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 uh, we'll take I, we'll take a a, a, a do it yourselfer guy, right? That comes in and he's like, hey, I just want to do my shop floor. Gets done with it, and he goes, hell, I, I got three three other people that want it done. Yeah. It's honestly,
4: it's that easy. Yeah. Like I don't. I, I have a customer that's in a, a really rich part of uh, the East Coast, and I, I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not, but uh, we were talking today. He, fi- he got a job after like a couple months. He's like, yeah, it's picking up, and but it's about to slow down because it's getting cold here. I, I asked him, I like, okay, why do you think that is? You know, Is there any opportunity for interior work? He said, yeah. no, not around here. I was like, I find huh? that so hard to believe that there's no interior. We're in
3: Lima, Ohio. It's a
4: It's like fucking
3: cesspool. It's one of the top 10 worst cities in the USA. So I was, I was busy. Oh, like we never laid anybody off. We were fucking busy every day. We did shit every day. You have factories, you have garage floors, do it in the winter. Who cares? Basement
4: floors, uh, fact i already said factories but there's tons of shit to do people use covid as a as an excuse as to why like, nobody COVID, wants to, what's that I, I i'm not even sure but <laughs> i think it's a virus but um rather than selling this stuff it's as not a luxury, the only virus
1: you got playboy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those
4: wives you made me service man yeah. but, <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but uh <laughs> oh, oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no they like uh, so, there's so many opportunities for, like, concrete coatings and stuff like that. And one of the biggest, you know, topics right now is the coronavirus. Sell this stuff as something that's antibacterial and anti- antimicrobial, and you'll probably get some more people that want it.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing. But the, 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 back to the tip, the tip of the week, right? What was the CRM. tip of the week? I forget. <laughs> CRM. Use the CRM. It's yes. free. It will incre- it'll increase your sales. You'll be so happy that you did it. But the, he Cody said something that was very interesting that I wanted to segue into our final segment today. We wanted to talk to you guys about increasing your prices through the product shortages. A lot of people are using it as a crutch. They're saying, "My product, my prices on my products are getting more expensive. I'm just going to not do it. I'm not going to go out of business. That's why I'm not getting jobs. It's an excuse." There are several ways for you guys. It's no secret. Anyone who's trying to hide it on, you know, Facebook or, or whatever, acting like the price the price increases aren't happening, they're lying. Everyone's prices have been going up lately. Everyone uses the same raw materials. It's industry wide.
4: It's worldwide. It's worldwide. I, I said this last episode, but your groceries have increased. I, I always reference McDonald's, but a McDouble has gone from a dollar. To $1.29. That's a 30% increase. You eat those. That's a 30% increase at one of the largest chains in the entire, maybe the largest chain in the entire world. They they raise their price. They didn't give a fuck about you.
3: Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's one of those things that it's like, it's not. If everyone's prices go up and you think you're going to get away with not. Gasoline
3: has, what, doubled? At least. So if anybody says anything just say how much you're paying for gas right now yeah. so epoxies that's it's kind of like a petroleum i mean it's just like everything else it goes up
1: yeah uh, everything's up right now but you could either take it the right way or you could take it the wrong way it's very easy to say well my you know distributor screwed me they're increasing my prices i'm just gonna get out of coatings or i'm just gonna I'm going to keep doing it. And I'll get through it. I'll lower my prop for margins and I'll try to get through it.
4: People are still spending Real. money. They don't give a shit. If you don't raise your prices and you have an employee, you have employees, like wh- what's happening to their families? You know, like what's happening to your family? You know, if you have uh, to pay people. yeah,
1: It's a good True. point. But the thing is, <laughs> the thing is we wanted to talk about how you guys, how we could help you guys. Yes feel comfortable, uh, raising your prices. I, I mean, all jokes aside, I do understand that first that a lot of the things that you guys are saying is that this is your livelihood, you know, and it's scary. You don't want to tell the customer it's too high, lose the job. And then, you know, you, you'd miss out on money. I totally get that. But unless you get over that fear, which there's some justification behind it, you're going to lose out on so many jobs. You need to ask yourself, how can you afford to not raise your prices? That's what you need to be asking yourself. You need to sell yourself on the fact that prices are going up. You can get with it or get out of the way. So you need to be confident in delivering numbers. And I'll jump off with the first point that I'd like to make before turning it over to you guys <clears throat> is simply this. Deliver the numbers with confidence. Increase your prices. But if you're fidgety, if you try to overly justify your prices in terms of like, oh, well, uh, the materials are going up, uh, uh, no, no then they're immediately gonna be turned off and less likely to sign on the dotted line. So when you're going ahead, you're delivering numbers, make sure you're looking them in the eyes and you're saying it in a nice tone that you're not quivering, you're not you're you're not inflecting, you're not lowering your voice, raising your voice. You keep a nice steady tone and you say, well, here's the floor. It's $5,686. That is going to help you out a lot because if you guys are down on your price and you think it's too expensive, like I've said time and time again, there's no way in hell that customer's. going Don't to think with your wallet. Exactly, that's my point. That I definitely would like to make is be confident when you're delivering your numbers, or else you're already shooting yourself right in the dick. Uh,
4: yeah, there's several points I would like to make. One is just like watch sales videos and get better at developing your sales skills and stuff like that. But the main thing I, I would say is be confident in yourself and your work. Like if you constantly can think I butt you in first? To, can I butt in? Yeah, go ahead.
3: Because I'm going to forget what the hell I'm trying to say. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Serious. I'm yeah. sorry. No. <clears throat> first off, why do you th- like first the customer doesn't even know what you charge until you show up. So it doesn't matter what your price is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't know that it's going to be 5. They don't know it's going to be 10. They don't know. Don't automatically think that they already have an estimate from somebody else. I bet 50% of your customers call you only. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So going into it, don't sell yourself short. Right? Yeah. Okay. The next thing I was going to say is I would say most customers don't pick the lowest estimate. I wouldn't.
4: Yeah, a minority would. I think there's like studies out that most people would pick like somewhere middle in the pack because they so perceive if you got, more value. If
3: you got three estimates and you got one guy doing it for $4 a square foot, he shows up late, he didn't answer the phone, then you got the guy in the middle that he answered the phone but showed up late, and then you got the guy that is the most expensive, answered his phone, showed up on time, more professional, dressed more professional, who would you guys go with?
4: The more professional person.
1: You just gotta like like I said earlier, you gotta think from the customer's perspective. Yes.
3: I would charge more and look better. Put an extra shirt in your in your car and change it when you when you leave the job. I'm I'm just saying <clears throat> it's sales, it's marketing. Make yourself look bigger, better than anybody else and
1: it doesn't cost much to do it yeah lee baker's a beast and i know i talk about him a lot i do I and mean, you know whatever admittedly it might be a crush i don't know sorry lee it is what it is buddy but he is fucking fantastic that guy does not give a shit about product shortages raising his price he is confident and he knows how to do it and i don't think that this is going to affect him in the
3: slightest did you see the car that pulled up the other day to pick up product yes fully wrapped dude's a beast Fully wrapped car that they go do estimates. Huh. That's now, awesome. It's amazing. Cody, it's, a, it, Cody, it's a write-off. Yeah. Make your point. And Make he, your point.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. I'm you're, sorry, Cody. I was going to say, well,
4: up. one thing about having a fully wrapped car, you can just drive that to dinner and uh, get calls yeah. about people right. that want floors. And it's a write-off.
3: Yeah. The cars are write-off. The frickin' wraps are write-off. And for you guys who don't understand what that means, is it's, <laughs> it's less taxes that you'll pay at the end because you're writing off that. That, that item that, that you used for your
4: business. You, you pay no taxes on that item or minimal taxes
3: right. on that
1: item.
4: Um, but, no, the point you I was going to sound make, like a communist you know, to me. Communist? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Taxation is theft. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, no, one of the, uh, the point I was going to make is, like, if you don't lower your price and you're constantly thinking, okay, I need to lower it, I need to lower it, I need to beat the other guy, like, what's that say about how you value your work? You know, uh, like, think kind of a little bit deeper about yourself. Like, are you confident in your work the way you would you, you want to charge more for it? Would you pay $8 a square foot for your work, or do you think you are putting down $4 a square foot work? You know, have a belief in yourself.
1: Yeah, believe in yourself. Don't be a pussy. Yeah. Just don't be a pussy. Just, yeah. just, just believe in yourself. But let me ask you this question. Why is a double cheeseburger at McDonald's the price it is currently, <clears throat> uh, inflation and shipping,
4: sh- uh, sh- supply chain increases. Just wrong, me- wrong. What?
3: Because they can. Kind
1: of, but M- wrong. Mostly, people will pay it. Two words. Yeah. Perceived value. Yeah. That is what people are willing to pay. We live in a. That's why
3: I'm saying because they can.
1: A free market economy, though. I'm because never wrong. People <laughs> are going to go ahead and they will set their prices. So when Corey says. They don't know what the hell you're going to charge. It's up to you to set the perceived value. The definition Correct. of value is as followed: The regard that something is held to deserve. The importance, worth, or useless usefulness of something. That is something that is your job. You can go in there and they could have a meeting with you and they could be like, wow, this floor is worth $3 a square foot. This guy's a piece of shit. Or, wow, this guy's worth $10 a square foot because he educated me. He did a great job. He saw it through. That It's all on you, and it's always going to be on you. And a lot of you guys don't want to hear that. It's not the market. It's not the price increases. It's not the competitors in town. It is you, your attitude, and your work ethic. That's literally what's going to go ahead and make it be what it is. If you have the right attitude about it, you do the right things, you're setting the value. You're going to sell more floors at a bigger price because you're doing it correctly. It's always on you, always will be. There's no way around it. In my opinion. Agreed. Extreme ownership. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is really. You know, though. everyone's got an excuse and it's like, God, yeah. I've heard them all. It's like, dude, just fucking nut up. It's not. Yeah. No, it, oh, they, they're they kicking tires. No, you didn't do a good enough job of selling the floor.
3: In my uh, real estate business, every single time that somebody got evicted or left, I added $100 to the rent. Every time. God, you're an <laughs> asshole, dude. No. No, just kidding. I'm just saying like it didn't. But it didn't matter. Like, the, yeah, your houses were all
4: full. Yeah,
3: they're always full. Same thing with this business is there's going to be somebody that's going to pay for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, I'm trying to say, honestly, the service industry, people want people to take care of them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they want somebody to answer the phone. Buy them Buckeyes and fudge, dude. And fudge. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they want some people to. To cater to them, be that guy who gives a shit. Yeah. When they call, be like, "Hey, Mister Smith, how's it going, buddy? You know, I would love to come out and check out your floor, and then show up. It, I can, I can come out tomorrow. You know, so many people don't do that. They don't respond. They don't interact. It's, it's.
1: Yeah, and I'll never apologize, and I'll, I'll never, I'll never, I'll die on this hill. It's always will be. It's always going to be up to you. It's always on you, never the customer. You either didn't do a good enough job, you didn't do something right. It's on you.
3: Sure. Th- this is with all industries, too. I used to sell hot tubs. Same thing. I would sell scratch and dent hot tubs. We would sell hundreds of them. They were a f- like just a little bit off. The- I mean, it's just because it was a scratch and dent. And they're like, oh, this is a great deal. And I was never afraid to charge more than what I probably should have
1: the most successful car salesman at the dealership that I worked at. I had a profound realization several years ago when I was way young and it literally shaped my entire outlook on sales. I'll never forget it. He spent three hours with this guy on a Saturday, the busiest day of the week, talked him through every car pros, cons, this, that, the other. And at the end of the, at the end of the conversation, the guy walked and I was, I, I walked over and he was sitting there on his computer and I was like, Man, what a dick. He took up your whole Saturday. and You didn't fucking didn't buy anything. he's like, No, he's fine. I just didn't do a good enough job. He said, I didn't do a good enough job. I didn't find the right car for him. I didn't ask the right questions. I didn't do a good enough job in my process. And because of that, he left and I wasted three hours because I didn't do it correctly. And at that moment, I went back to my desk and I was like, what the fuck did I just, what? Because it's so much easier to blame the customer than it is to just sit there and look at yourself and be like, I have a lot of improving to do. And I'll never forget that guy I mean, he's loaded. That guy sells cars like a madman. And that literally changed my entire life and career huh. from that one interaction. That changed it all for me. It was amazing. But there's a lot of variables. Responsibility. Yeah. Didn't we
3: talk about that in like episode one or. Probably. Or maybe in a sales meeting is take, take responsibility. Yeah. Or was that what it was? The phrase,
4: invest in yourself. Take
3: accountability. accountability. Take accountability, yeah. Yeah. And that's what the guy did.
1: Yeah. Uh, That changed everything for me.
4: Yeah, uh, there's so many people in this industry when they're delivering. Like or, or when somebody first contacts them, they're like, "Hey, I would like that floor. How much?" And they say, "Oh, it's five dollars a square foot." And that's the only thing they'll say. If you deliver a message like, "Well, there's a lot of variables that go into my pricing. It'd be best if I, you know, come look at it in person. Deliver you an accurate cost. It, it would do you Did much." You say accurate. Accurate. Yeah. Okay.
1: Dumbass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're right. But yeah,
4: but no. Like said, it, 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 just think about the way you say things and what other what we what you would like to hear if it was coming from somebody, yeah. you know. And and but but, but that that way.
1: That's what I would agree with. I agree with Cody. It's like that is the segment today. We wanted to go ahead, give you guys some tips on how to you know, increase value. So you guys don't have to go out of business and you guys don't have to sacrifice profit margin because that's clearly not going to be the way to go. So
3: I'm just going to tell you one thing real quick that, you know, one of our local customers came into me. I've told you guys that he has listened to the podcast multiple times. Bernie, you listen to it. I yeah. appreciate you listening to it. And, you know, he, he, has, he has definitely grown this side of his business a lot since listening. And uh, today he came in. And he was like, listen, I'm thinking about upgrading my grinder because we're getting more business, right? So he has taken the knowledge that that we have giving people, and I know we have fun, we joke around, and but this is, if you take some of the things out of it, you'll be more successful in my opinion. 100%. I mean, I'm not saying that we're geniuses and we know everything, but I've been around, these guys have seen, they've been around. It's, it can help you. And he owns a, a successful uh, tree trimming and, and tree removal service, and he took, you know, the one episode and has changed his installation of, of flooring, you know, epoxy flooring, to another level. And he thanked us. I think that's huge. Like th- That's why we're doing this today, in my opinion. Yeah. I just wanted to say that.
1: No, yeah. If we didn't have the feedback that we've gotten, I- I'd have just been like, yeah, we'll just do it every once in a while and talk about like uh, Cardi B or something, whatever. That's funner. But no, it, 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 we get calls all the freaking time. People are like, dude, every- I had a guy in Arizona that he sold uh, $30,000 more than he usually does per month just on a couple of the tips that I've uploaded on the podcast and I've, I've actually posted about on the Facebook page. And he was like, the shit's unreal. He's like, it's so simple what you're saying, but I, I, it took you guys to say it and hear it out loud for me to realize I'm really not doing it and just getting uncomfortable for a month. I'm on a whole new trajectory in my life and my business. I've hired two yeah. more employees and he directly attributed that to some of the things that he's heard us say, you know? So, I mean, basically I'm a job creator. So learn to
0: delegate.
4: <laughs> yeah. Same thing, I have a customer in one of the northern states that... Uh, They just like as soon as we launched the podcast, is Adam and Danielle Johnson of AJ Overlays. They uh, as soon as we launched the podcast, they started advertising more and they started taking our tips and and doing stuff like that. And I asked her, "Is like how has this helped?" He's like, "Oh, it's been crazy. We're busier than ever. We're booked out a couple months." That's awesome, man. Yeah, (laughs) I
3: love it, man. Like that. That honestly, that's why we take this hour and a half out of our busy day to do this. Even if
1: you don't buy from us. Yeah, I don't I mean I'm sure that there's people out there that don't buy from Easy Concrete Supply and that's fine. Yeah. Because it is what it is. As long as you take this, we're just trying to help people achieve their goals. Yep. And sell more fucking floors. I mean
3: we've had competitors on this
4: podcast.
3: Like
1: Yeah. I mean it is what it is. Yeah. It's making the industry
4: better.
3: Yes. Yeah. But also reach out sorry. No. Reach out. I want to do a podcast at the world of concrete. So reach out and tell us if you think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, he's going to post a poll on that, uh, so we could actually see if we could get that set up. Also, one more thing: we want to make sure that we're going to we're going to post the video uh, going over the tip of the week, uh, the Facebook uh, CRM. We have an informational video we didn't do, but it's a great one that we found on Facebook. We'll post that so you guys could take a look and learn how to utilize that CRM. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode seven. Hope you guys uh, sell more floors, and uh, we'll tune in next week.
2: This podcast was recorded in the iHeartRadio Podcasting Center. Thanks for listening.